0: Welcome back to another episode of Bearded After Dark, I am Bearded and today we are going to be talking about red flags, specifically dominance and red flags, submissives, that's next episode. Now before I get too deep into this, I want you to know, this is my opinion. I have done research, I have researched articles from psychologists, other people in the lifestyle, as well as my own research and reading books and so forth and so on. So again, this is just my opinion. Now, when it comes to dominance, here's a good list of red flags to look out for when it comes to when you are looking at entering into a dynamic or a relationship with a dominant. As you start spending more time with them, if you notice that they're more demanding and they contribute less, that's a red flag. Any healthy uh, dominant-submissive relationship, it consists of kind of a, a, a give and take. So despite being the submissive, you don't need to give more than your dominant does. There should be a basic understanding there should be a a layer of respect and trust and compatibility that you can build on a foundation if you will Um, in order to create that foundation both sides of the dynamic need to be contributing to that so a dominant doesn't just get to become a dominant to someone it's an earned position and they have to actually put forth an effort It doesn't, it's just not a title that is automatically, hey, I'm a dominant, so you should submit to me. No, that in and of itself is a red flag. That's just a blatant in your face red flag. If you see or hear that, run. Another red flag to look out for is if a dominant is more persuasive and intimidating rather than supportive and motivating. Now, a dominant to a submissive can be incredibly charming and in some ways irresistible. What they shouldn't be is intimidating. You should never be afraid of your dominant. Maybe the punishment that you're going to get for something you did, but never the dominant itself or himself or herself or whoever they are. And it's okay to be attracted to someone's dominant side. It's totally normal. But... There's a difference between domination and intimidation, and it's incredibly important to find someone who cares about you. They may use intimidating language such as, or else, or because I said so. That can be an unhealthy dominant behavior and red flag. I mean, as a dominant, they may get to boss you around, maybe even at your request, However, these things need to be discussed and agreed upon first, or they can end up being a start of a very unhealthy relationship and very unhealthy dominant tendencies. Your dominance should support you. They should support your growth. They should encourage your growth. They should motivate you. Moving along, Red flags for dominance. A red flag dominant, they may try to prevent you or monitor your communication with other people within the BDSM community. If you start noticing that, it's time to start looking at breaking ties with that dominant. And I'll tell you why. If there's something that I've learned throughout my years in kink and as a a dominant and in the BDSM community, on social media, it's that the BDSM community can be incredibly helpful. Relying on people who understand the kind of stuff that you like, the way you want to express yourself sexually and the importance of things that um, are in the lifestyle like trust, boundaries, consent, safe words, that can be really helpful in exploring your submissive side um, exploring who you are as a submissive when you talk openly about sex and relationships it can be be very easy to become attached to members of the community and that's okay as long as you're not crossing any boundaries with your dominant or your partner Um, but when your partner or your dominant starts restricting or monitoring your access to others in the community that can lead to a problem If you notice that they're sneaking around or trying to find out what you're saying, what you're doing, you may want to cut ties with them because eventually they're going to want you to start cutting ties with people in the community who you've become close with. And that can be a red flag in and of itself because what they're doing is they're trying to isolate you because they don't want you to grow. They want to keep you exactly where you are and that's not okay. If you notice that behavior and you've given them no reason to distrust you, and you're simply want to get some information from the community and support, and they have a problem with it, well, that's a giant problem to have. Another red flag is that a toxic dominant may want to push your limits for their benefit, not your growth. Limits and boundaries are probably one of the most important things to discuss and communicate with your partner or your dominant or your submissive in a DS relationship or in the lifestyle in general. When you have discussed those, sure, it's natural to attempt to push some of the soft limits in the name of exploration. Don't get me wrong. There are times where Beauty and I will be in the bedroom in scene and she has had her limit or thinks she's had her limit of orgasms and I ask her for just one more or I give her just one more or one more spank or or swat or just one more nothing serious we're not going crazy but just a baby step towards that that can be a good thing because that's because that's growth. Over the last six months to a year, beauty has grown leaps and bounds from pushing some of these soft boundaries together, something that we discussed together, and it is done so in a healthy manner, not something that's toxic, okay? There's something different between trying it out and your dominant pushing you into things that you're not comfortable with and haven't discussed beforehand. That's a big no-no. If they start breaking things out in the middle of a scene that you didn't discuss and then try to make you feel bad for it, that's not okay. That means they're doing something for their own gain. That is something that they want to experience and do. However, if it's not discussed, then they shouldn't be doing that. They just want more and they don't care about how you feel. Again, not okay. If you notice that, and if you notice your dominant pushing your soft boundaries in a way that you're uncomfortable by using guilt or manipulation, put an end to the scene, call Safe Word, hard stop right then and there. Have a conversation about why they want to push boundaries and what your limits are and how you'd like them to push you. Okay, it's okay to do that. That's what Safe Words are for. Now, toxic dominance can also be really, really moody and swing from nice and caring to cold and distant in the blink of an eye without any warning whatsoever. Mood swings just go crazy. And if you notice them experiencing or or if you experience uh, excessive mood swings when it comes to playtime and aftercare, that might be a reason to reevaluate some things. Because that could lead to mental health struggles, identity struggles, to just bad, unhealthy and toxic dominant behavior, emotional abuse, physical abuse. As a submissive, you need to look out for yourself. When you notice these types of hot and cold mood swings from your dominant partner, talk to them about it. See what's going on. There may be an underlying issue going on, or they just may be very toxic and it might just be red flag and they just mean it May, they just may be a fake dominant who really is just a narcissist looking out for themselves. Now, if your partner is having trouble leveling out or is experiencing something else entirely that is preventing them from acting like the responsible or caring dom that they should, it may be time to cut ties. And that, that can be painful and scary with a dominant partner. Especially if they don't ask, I'm sorry, especially if they don't act that way um, on a normal basis. Take a step back, pressing pause, communicating. When they're acting unusual, that's okay. And it's important for you to do that in that relationship because there needs to be that open communication. Now, if they don't have aftercare, another red flag. Now, that can mean that it's just not enough aftercare or it's just non-existent entirely. A very toxic, dominant behavior is not putting any effort into aftercare at all or just none. It can make them feel and appear cold and distant, almost like, okay, I'm done with you. Get out of my sight. If you find that they're not being attentive to you, or giving you any kind of support that you need, especially if you have explained it and told them what they, what they need to do or what you require from aftercare, they're probably more interested in the fun aspects of BDSM than the important stuff like ensuring you're safe and comfortable after the scene. Again, that can lead to issues of you not wanting to do scenes again, which then they're going to get pissed off at you. It's a a balance. And another thing that a lot of people don't realize and a lot of inexperienced dominance don't take into consideration is subspace. And that can be a very, very scary thing to go through if you've never experienced it before. And even if you have experienced it, Having someone there you trust to guide you through it and bring you back to just the normal state of things, that's important. Like, I know when Beauty, when she enters subspace, there are times where it's a few minutes of just being held and talked to gently and snacks and, and everything else to bring her back. I cannot even fathom what it would be like for her to have to go through that alone. It's just, I, I don't even know what that would look like. I don't even want to think about what that would look like. It's not okay. Another red flag is the fact that they may be dismissive of your ideas or feelings because you're just a submissive. If they treat you like nothing, and it's not something that you're into because yeah, some people have a degradation kink. That's okay. But there's a, there's a little bit of a difference. Just because you're a submissive doesn't mean that you're not in control. Some people, and I've heard it argued both ways, I've heard it, you know, some people argue that the sub or the submissive has more control than a dominant. I would argue that both are equally in control because a dominant can call a safe word just as fast as a submissive can. However, you choose to submit to your dominant and you choose to trust them. However, that may be, hopefully they've earned it and you're not just blindly giving it to them. Now you can you can remove or revoke that trust at any point, and the fun's over. Now. This isn't a power struggle. It's not good to argue who has more power. At the end of the day, a submissive is giving control over to the the dominant. So, yes, at that point, the dominant does have the power. Submissive does have their safe word and so forth and so on. However, it's a give and take on both ends. If your dominant is asking you to do things simply because you're a submissive, and that's what you should do is just follow their instructions. That's not good. Again, that reverts back to the, the fake Dom that sits there and says, I'm a Dom. I gave myself that title, so you as a sub should, should bow down. No, it doesn't work that way. A good dominant will be happy that you trust and respect them enough to submit to them. And a big red flag comes to dominance just expecting that submission in whatever way they desire without actually earning that submission and if your dominant has a sense of entitlement to you and suggests that you just need to obey them because you're submissive and they're dominant they're most likely using that relationship just to have someone to make them feel powerful to stroke their ego to fulfill their needs now they may use guilt or be condescending to get you to submit rather than earn it the proper way um, through motivation and encouragement, that's another red flag. A good dominant should never resort to guilt trips or be condescending or manipulate someone in order to get a submissive to submit to them or do what they want. In fact, their goal should never be to get a submissive to do anything. Again, my opinion, but a good dominant will understand that a relationship comes in stages and it takes time and they can't make their submissives do anything. They shouldn't want to. They should just guide them along the way and be there with them, Bring introduce things. There's nothing wrong with introducing new things into a dynamic if you've spoken about it, but don't just bring it out and just be like, hey, this is what you're going to do now because I said so. If they use manipulation to guilt you into doing, to get you into doing things, that's not okay. It's a very big red flag. And if they speak down to you in a way that's condescending, one, again, that's not consented to, like I said before, some people do have that degradation kink, that's okay. But if it's not something that you have consented to or agreed to, that's not okay. There's a big difference between agreed-upon degradation and just being a condescending, rude asshole. And if your dominant is doing that to you, you, you gotta break free. Now, another thing that I haven't really seen a lot of or heard a lot about is, well... I can't say that because I've experienced it firsthand. Um, a fake, fake doms will be extremely rude or disrespectful to people who are not involved in the BDSM community. They may have confidence. It's okay for a dominant to have confidence. In fact, for many submissive, that's, that's a little bit alluring. That confidence, magnetism, I get it. But you can be dominant without being an asshole to everyone around you. If you are an asshole to everyone around you, mm, sorry, you're not a dominant. You're just a fucking prick. And despite what they may have you try to believe or try to get you to believe, a dominant isn't about rising up above everyone else. So they're looking down on everyone, um, getting everyone to submit to them. Being a good dominant is about gaining the trust and respect of submissives in your life through hard work, sincere dedication, um, being there for submissives and allowing them to put, you know, put them on a pedestal while remaining down to earth and humbled by the fact that they trust you enough to do that. That's okay. It's all right for a submissive to put their dominant on a pedestal. That's okay. But only if they've earned it. Don't just put them there. They haven't earned it. And someone who demands you worship them like that, they're not a dominant. A dominant who puts themselves on that pedestal or throne is most likely very dismissive of everyone else's feelings, including yours as a submissive. And that is just another recipe for disaster when it comes to playtime for you. Because again, they're not going to care about you. They're only out for themselves now when it comes to playtime fake doms <laughs> most likely if you have a fake dom they're going to quote unquote forget your safe word or not acknowledge them right away or just dismiss them entirely saying you don't need safe words they've got this i want to make something very like crystal crystal clear one does not forget a safe word. Especially if that safe word is being said by someone you're supposedly caring about. During play, role play, whatever, if your dominant forgets your safe word or doesn't stop immediately upon hearing about it, they don't really care about you. It may be hard to hear and it may be painful to, to, to think about, but they don't. And I know that seems harsh, but when we're talking safe words, consent, boundaries, you need someone who is 100% in your corner, able to stop when you need them to on a dime. I mean, the moment they hear that word, they should be attentive to you already. They should be looking at you. When When I'm with beauty and we are doing things and it could be any number of things, I am always watching her body language, her demeanor. Everything. Sometimes I will hold her wrist, check her pulse. Stop, ask how she's doing. I am always checking on her. If she were to say her safe word at any time, I could be in mid swing with a paddle and that paddle is going to drop to the floor immediately. I'm going to stop and we are going to discuss after she is ready, discuss what's going on, what happened. And whether or not the scene is going to continue or if she's done, there have been times where we haven't even needed the safe word because I am looking at her and she's like, okay, 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 okay. Didn't say the safe word, but I know she's done because sometimes a safe word isn't something that is spoken verbally. It's just there. And I will stop scene right there and say, we're done. And that is very important to have in all aspects of your your DS relationship. You need to be able to trust them with your life because the reality is sometimes during some play and some scenes, again, not my thing, things can get really dangerous depending on what you're doing in scene with your dominant. And if there's any question about how much you trust your dominant to stop when you tell them to stop, you need to take A giant, maybe not even a giant step back, like 10 giant steps back and reevaluate the type of dominant that you are paired with at that time. Because when it comes to certain types of play, breath play, knife play, smothers, you know, CNC, TPE, if they do not stop or if they do not respect your safe words, then it is very dangerous, both emotionally and physically, and that's not okay. And then this brings me to, <laughs> I think probably one of the biggest ones is narcissism. And the narcissism in, dom- in fake doms is... They think of themselves as a real dom who is better than other dominant people. I see it all the time on social media. There have been, there have been dominants on social media who have blasted me for being a quote-unquote fake dom because they didn't like something that I said or did. Never even talked to me. Never talked to me whatsoever. But because we were doing something similar, they got their little panties in a bunch. And so their response was to start blasting me and saying things that weren't even true. And when it comes to being a dominant and being supportive, compassionate, a good dominant to a submissive partner, there should be no comparisons. If a submissive is interacting with other submissives and dominants, your dominant shouldn't be trying to compete with them and should only be focused on your relationship with them right now and how to make that as healthy and happy as possible. If they're jealous or upset, that's on them. They need to work on that. And it's okay to have a certain level of that, but just recognize it and communicate it because we all get jealous from time to time. I don't care who you are, who you've been with, what you claim to be. There is a level of jealousy that we all have. And a real Dom is going to be able to communicate that. It's okay to say, hey, I'm feeling a little jealous right now because you're talking to them and I feel like it's kind of getting close to boundaries there that I'm not okay with that. That's okay. But trying to compete with them and then bad-mouthing them and acting like they're better than them and picking them apart because you're intimidated by them, you're just a weak little bitch. I'm sorry, I said it, you're a weak little bitch. Plain and simple, you're not a real dom, you're fake as can be, and that's all there is to it. Now, I said this earlier on, (laughs) I'm gonna go back to it because I wanna touch on it a little bit more. If you meet a dominant for the very first time, and I know it's hot in role play and in the bedroom to refer to someone as master, daddy, sir, uh, if you're a woman, if, if you're your dominant is a woman, mistress, goddess, madam, whatever, mommy. That's if you do it right out the gate or if they re- if they require that the moment you meet them. That's not OK. When you use those terms and honorifics, it means that they've earned that title that they've been rewarded with your submission in the form of you calling them their, by their preferred honorific as a sign of respect and submission to them. When they demand that kind of respect and, and submission and trust right away without building any kind of relationship with you first, that's disrespectful to you because they haven't earned that, so why should they be demanding that? and it's, a, it's just a huge red flag because it suggests that they really don't know what it means to be someone's dominant. That name doesn't mean shit if it's not earned. So if you require that, you're not a real dominant. You haven't earned it. Now, to piggyback off of that, they may... A a fake dom may sit there and immediately try to call you by your honorific. Okay. When a dominant wants to jump right in to the good part of a BDSM relationship without putting any work in, that's not okay. The names that we call each other in a relationship have a lot of meaning and attachment to them, for the people in the, in the relationship. Beauty, I call her bunny. She calls me daddy. But that was earned. And even though in social media, um, like TikTok lives, I'm not very strict with it in a more serious setting. Beauty, my wife, is the only one That is allowed to call me daddy unless it is something that we have discussed with the other person again honorifics are not something you should just be throwing around. Another thing dominance that claim they want to quote-unquote mentor you, but then they insist that this means that you have to play with them or have sex with them Nah, that's a big red flag having a mentor is wonderful. It can be incredibly important, especially to submissives who are new to the lifestyle um, to have someone to help explain things to you, guide you through exciting things, work with you through some hard things that you might be going through or maybe a trigger or two that you just don't feel comfortable with. But in no way does this mean that you owe them your submission in return. Having a mentor is different than having a dominant. You can be both, I guess. Again, my opinion. But if you come across a dominant who wants to be your mentor, is willing to take things slow, communicate with you without play or sex, that's fantastic. You come across a dominant who says they want to play with you or have sex with you in order to show you how to be a good, quote unquote, submissive, get out of there. They're a giant red flag. All they're doing is using titles and words to try to get you into bed And that's all they care about is getting you into bed. Now, the next red flag is something that both doms and subs can be guilty of. And it could just be because life gets busy. And it does. It's something that is a little bit more prevalent in long distance relationships. Um, Something that if you don't nip in the bud sooner rather than later can can cause problems down the road. Um, and that is inconsistency and unreliability. Granted, again, I know that life gets busy. Some of you probably have kids. Some of you may have a husband and then also a dominant uh, or a wife and also a dominant. And juggling all of that can be difficult sometimes. But when you enter into a relationship, there should be some form of consistency. You want to know with your dominant that they are consistent, they'll show up, they're reliable. And that should be important to them as well. Because your mental health and sometimes physical safety is dependent on them being reliable. You might be in a really, really dark place and need them and they should be there for you. If you notice that your partner or your dominant isn't very reliable with meetings, with messages, playtime, I mean, honestly, anything, that can be a red flag. You need to communicate that because creating a healthy, long-lasting relationship takes commitment. It takes patience. It takes time. And if your dominant isn't willing to put in the effort, They may end up using you for their own gain and then just leaving you feeling abandoned and empty and worse off than you were before when you were looking for a a dominant because you're going to start feeling like all dominants just want to use you and, you know, chew you up and spit you out. And that's not the way that it is. Now, if they lash out in anger when you don't act the way they want, I'm just going to say this. That is a big one for me. And it's an obvious one for most people. But when you're in the heat of the moment, it can be really tricky to understand that the way that your dominant is acting isn't dominance, but more anger and frustration directed at you for not doing what you want or what they want. And if you notice that they're angry when you put boundaries into place, can't commit to a scene, attempt to negotiate your own limits, and they get pissed off about that, mm, that's not good. That's not good at all. And they might try to guilt you or manipulate you or shame you into doing what they want anyway. If you see that, hear that, witness that, notice that in any way, shape, or form, gotta be done. Just end it. End it right then and there. So I've gone over some of the main red flags that I've noticed and the ones that I've researched and how to avoid them Just look at them. Don't be afraid to speak up. That's how you're going to avoid red flags. You know what? You might like them. They may be the hottest motherfucker on the face of the earth to you. But if they are throwing red flags, I don't care how hot they are. It's not worth it. Do not compromise yourself for them. Because if you compromise yourself for them once, you'll do it again and again and again and again. And that is a self-destructive behavior. Submission is a gift. It's not something that dominance is just automatically deserved. It has to be earned. And it's really that simple. When you submit to someone, when you create a bond with someone, it's incredibly emotional And it's a very intimate experience. If you end up with a dominant who has toxic traits or isn't looking out for your best interests, it can and will most assuredly become very unhealthy and painful, maybe both physically and emotionally, and sometimes maybe even impossible to break out without help. At the end of the day, choosing to give your submission as a submissive to a dominant it's a very big deal in some cases some would argue it is more of a commitment than a marriage and you should take every precaution possible to ensure that your relationship that you're committing to is one that will serve everyone equally and put everyone's happiness on the same level it should never be about just your happiness and it should never be about just their happiness. It is a relationship based on both of you. I think that's a great way to end this episode. I appreciate you taking the time to listen in. Hope that you listen to the next episode, which is Red Flags in Submissives. Again, I am Justin, also known as Bearded of Bearded and His Beauty. Thank you all. Have a wonderful day and drink your water.